And hello, sports fans of the Rio Grande Valley. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to one and all of our sports fans listening here in the Rio Grande Valley. My name is Ray Silva, and welcome to season number three, episode number one of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Don't forget, you can find our podcast available through Spotify, Apple iTunes, and the Google Podcast. We drop episodes every Monday through anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Folks, uh, just want to make a quick announcement here. Um, For the next two months or so, uh, every episode that gets recorded, uh, each of the proceeds will get uh, sent to the Matt's Cash and Carry uh, store that was lost here. Uh, during the holiday break uh, here in Fard, it was the mainstay store. Uh, a bad incident happened. The, law, uh, the store was a total loss. So for ch- for charity purposes, every cent that is gathered through the listening link, we will provide the 100% of the proceeds for the Matt's Cash and Carry store for it to recover. And... We hope that no one was hurt. We hope that everyone is okay after that incident. And we wish the Smith and all of its partners a speedy recovery. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And the Smith family and its partners are some of the toughest people I know. And we just want to wish them a speedy recovery of this loss that happened. But on to today's podcast, I would like to welcome in out of Mission, Texas. He is one of the few players uh, from the Rio Grande Valley that has actually played in the MLS. And now he is uh, still playing for the USL Championship now with the Birmingham Legion last season. I would like to welcome in Mikey Lopez. Mikey how are you? How's everything going? Happy holidays to you. How's everything going? Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good, good to be here. Everything's going well. And, uh, yeah, just thank you. For, thank you for having me uh, on your podcast. Absolutely, Mikey. You started out in uh, Mission, Texas. Uh, how did your playing days uh, get started as a youngster? And what has uh, led you to... Uh, uh, to continue playing uh, uh, so far uh, in the USL championship? Yeah, I mean, I started like uh, most kids uh, from the Valley. Uh, I started playing with in MISA. Um, uh, I play with, uh, I started playing when I was four years old. And I, I play with a couple teams uh, back home. Um, then uh, once I got around, uh, I want to say 10, I, I started playing for. Uh, for Atlas at the time, um, but we were called Clash Lions um, at that time. Um, and then uh, once I got a bit older, my my dad uh, created a team called the Rattlers ninety two. Um, I think we were one of the the, the best teams in, in the valley for for such a long time, and we won. Uh, I want to say five straight uh, state championships uh, growing up. Um, and then uh, once I hit uh, junior high, uh, my eighth grade year, I moved to. Uh, a boarding school in Austin called St. Stephen's Episcopal School. Um, and I went, uh, I, I 
went to boarding school from eighth grade until I graduated and I played for Lone Star in Austin. Um, and then uh, after after high school, I went I went and played at UNC, uh, North Carolina, at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I uh, played there for two seasons, so a year and a half. Uh, my rookie year, we won everything that we could win uh, as a team and uh, we won uh, ACC regular season champs, ACC tournament champs, and we won the national championship. Um, I then went and went to the draft in 2013 and got drafted to Sporting KC, played there for three years, then moved to uh, New York City and played for New York City FC, uh, played there for two years. Uh, in 2018, I played for San Antonio FC, uh, and since 2019, I've been playing uh, with uh, Birmingham Legion. So uh, it's been a, a pretty crazy time since uh, since I started playing in the Valley, and I've been um, so I've been for very fortunate to play for for some amazing uh, teams and organizations, and uh, was able to represent uh, uh, our country or my country, um, the U.S. with um, and played in the World Cup, the U20 World Cup uh, in in Turkey in 2013. So, uh, yeah, I mean, soccer uh, has uh, really uh, really taken me to a lot of places, and, and I've been really blessed to have uh, been able to play in so many different countries. And, and places and play for with a, a, a some amazing legends of the game. So yeah, it's been it's been a crazy ride so far. Absolutely, and you mentioned playing for one of the more prestigious countries when it comes to college soccer and the ACC. Uh, just in general, just how difficult is it to compete with the Wake Forces, your North Carolina stage of? Uh, I mean, it's a very, very competitive uh, soccer out there. You Maryland's example, uh, just to, uh, how difficult of a grind is it for a, a, a young kid, a, a, a young kid like you, uh, seeing the bright lights in in Chapel Hill to uh, walk into a such a competitive environment. Yeah, I mean, it was really competitive, and uh, I I was very fortunate to have been uh, prepared for for it uh, very well with with uh, my the academy teams that I played for, the club teams that I played for. Um, so they really helped me out. But I mean, I believe the ACC is one of the the best conferences in in the country for soccer, and uh, and it, yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a, definitely a grind. Um, I mean, we were really lucky. I was really lucky to be a part of such an amazing team. Uh, my my first year and my second year too. Uh, even though we didn't uh, progress as far as we wanted to in my sophomore year, but uh, my freshman year, we were, we were such a strong team, and I think the veterans on that team really helped me out uh, adapt and get really comfortable with with the playing uh, style and and just being over there in the East Coast. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, the Wake Forest, uh, playing against Wake Forest, playing against Clemson, um, yeah, Maryland at the time, uh, BC, uh, Boston College, in the cold, um, playing against uh, Virginia. Uh, yeah, just playing against all these teams was, was really good uh, for me, uh, soccer-wise, because it helped me uh, understand what it takes to, to be at that level and what it, take, uh, what it would take to be at to get better and progress to the next level. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the grind was really, really tough, and it's something that uh, really helped me become the player that I am today. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by Mikey Lopez, uh, who is uh, from Mission, Texas, a player in the USL Championship. Mikey, I just got to ask you, you know, 
you, you played for the United States U20. You were drafted in the MLS uh, by Sporting Kansas City. Just how difficult of a process was it for you to make that transition from college to pro um, with, uh, for me, in, in my opinion, the ACC being as close as you can come to a pro environment just because of the high level of soccer that you play in that conference and not disrespecting any of the conference out there. I mean, there's some very good uh, soccer conferences like the WAC, uh, the Big East, uh, the, Big, uh, the Big South can produce a surprise or two uh, from time to time, but just how difficult uh, was it to make that transition? Yeah, I mean, I, like you said, I, I think uh, the ACC is one of the, the best con best conferences in the country, and uh, I think playing there definitely did help me. Um, I mean, it, it it was a step up, uh, obviously, as you as you progress to the different levels, it's always going to be a uh, a step up. Um, the physicality of, of the game and the the quickness of the game was was definitely higher um, in the professional ranks. Uh, for me personally, I've, I I did struggle a bit my first my first few years at Sporting Kansas City. Um, I was always used to being one of the I, I guess you can say star players of, of every team that I played for. And I always played every, every game and started every game. And, and so once I got to, once I became a pro, I kind of, I was kind of hoping for it to continue and it did not continue the way that I, I wanted. So it was definitely a, a struggle for me because um, I was just, wasn't used to not playing as much and, and it would, it really took a toll on me uh, mentally Um because it made me start to second guess myself, but I think uh, my fir my first year as a rookie, uh, it was kind of it was difficult for me to get into the groove of things with uh, with uh, Kansas City because I spent most of that year with the national team, uh, getting ready, qualifying uh, for the World Cup, and then playing uh, in the World Cup. So I it it kind of kept me out of the the out of training with, with Sporting Kansas City. So I never really got super accustomed to to how they they wanted me to play. So I think that kind of played a, a bit of a part in my struggle with uh, um, as I became a pro. But um, I definitely do think uh, my career, and my college career uh, did help me somewhat, um, helped me a lot actually to get prepared for, for uh, the physicality and, and the quick, the speed of play in the MLS. And after you had done the training with the national team and, and rejoined the Kansas city, uh, you were able to get in your MLS debut. You, you had a few games in there. What made you think that the MLS was, was the right, uh, was the right step in your direction now that you didn't have a, uh, a true like second division to fall back and try to get uh, playing minutes there as you kind as you kind of see it now. Uh, what what do you think is that difference uh, between just having those regular MLS minutes as compared to playing in in other leagues that you you've been at so far? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, playing in the MLS is is a like a unique experience. Um, I think it's a really good level, and I think it's gotten a lot better since when I uh, first got into the league. Um, as we see it every year, the, the level keeps getting higher, and the, there's a lot more uh, 
a lot of better players coming into the league. So I think that really did help me out. Uh, getting those minutes really is is a good experience for any player, and it helps you out for the future years. Um, I do think now, however, uh, for younger players, being able to play uh, in the USL um, really helps them develop, uh, helps pl uh, younger players develop a lot quicker because uh, you're playing extremely competitive games in the USL, uh, whereas if you were just in the MLS and weren't getting any minutes, it's, it's pretty difficult to develop. So uh, I think I think that the way that it is now uh, with how how good the USL has become, I think that's a really good uh, level for uh, stepping stone for for a lot of uh, younger players that that hope to make make it into the MLS and play in in bigger leagues. Um, as we've seen, I mean, we just saw today uh, uh, Ricardo Pepe just got sold to Augsburg for 20 million and he first started out in the USL League One. So I think uh, these these lower divisions are very beneficial for a lot of young players to to make the to develop properly and make that that next step. Absolutely as I'm being joined by uh, Mikey Lopez. Uh, Mike, gotta ask you, you know, you you've been involved a lot uh, off the field in trying to make and trying to be more supportive of your uh, of your colleagues uh, by joining all these uh, organizations like the Forever Proud that the USL handles, uh, being a part of the USL uh, Players Association. Uh, what do you think is now the difference between not having those early on in your career as to now having them as part of your everyday thing now where you're just able to see like your colleagues get uh, uh, greatly benefited that you didn't have perhaps in the younger days as you were uh, gr uh, growing and maturing into a better soccer player. Yeah, I think these these organizations are important to have and, and important to support. Uh, important to support because, uh, I mean, the younger generations are, are the future, you know, and. Um, and I believe, I strongly believe that that sports should be for anyone, and and uh, people shouldn't be um, discriminated against, regardless of, of of skin color, of race, of of sexual orientation, or of religious belief. I don't think. I think uh, that sports and and society in general, but sports definitely should be all inclusive, and and I think it's important to to voice. Uh, my support and our support for that because uh, we want to have uh, a lot of kids be a part of this game and and the only way to make kids feel or people feel safe in our game or in our sport in sports in general is is to be uh, be supportive and 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 have this type of activism for for it so um, yeah I mean I think this uh, these organizations are, have been really good for uh, not only uh, for them, but for, for me as well, because it's, it's helped, it's opened my eyes and, and it's helped me understand different points of views and, and uh, understand the different types of, of hardships that other people go through. And, and I think it's uh, like I said, I think it's really important that our sport and, and is just all inclusive for everybody. Absolutely. You know, and, and you, you, you've been a part of the USSF Athletes Council. 
you've you've been uh, uh, very very active in that, and you've also uh, been a uh, Latin representative of uh, of these organizations. Just uh, how how much pride does it give you that you being uh, a of Hispanic descent, of Mexican descent, uh, help you just provide the, the bigger platform for some of your colleagues that perhaps they, they kind of see themselves a bit underprivileged and kind of help them just set that foundation for, for these people who, who kind of just, just need that, that little boost, that extra step in motivation. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's, I think it's extremely important for me uh, to be part of the, of the Federation in, the, in my capacity, because uh, like anything else, uh, it, there needs to be representation of, 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 of everybody and and me being hispanic and latino is is a representation of our community and uh, and and hopefully i can can get the younger generation to see that they they have a home in the federation and they can play a part in the federation and try and make the federation better um obviously for me i'm really proud of being from the valley so uh being part of the federation kind of I, I want to be. I want to be able to shine a spotlight on the valley because I feel like there's a lot of talent in the valley that that not many people see because um, they think that we're we either have to support Mexico or support U.S. and I think it's uh, it shouldn't be that way. I think that we can have uh, have great respect and great uh, love for where we're from, but uh, like our our where our roots are from, our heritage, but that we also need to know that um, we we do have a home with the U.S. Federation and we can support the U- U.S. Federation um, and be able to get behind them. And I think uh, just just being uh, uh, Latino and Hispanic um, is it just shows great rep- uh, representation for our people and, and let them know that they do have a home in the Federation and they can get behind them and and. And the other, and the same goes the other way that the federation should be looking to, to bring in more uh, Hispanic people into into the fold into the federation and start um, not just overlooking a lot of Mexican Americans um, just because of, of who we are. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think I take great pride and joy in being part of the U.S. Uh, Athletes Council. Um, and being part of the federation just because of, of who I am and where I'm from. Uh, so I, hopefully a lot more kids and people um, will will want to be a part of it growing up as well. All right. Just couple, uh, just about the, the tri- a trio more questions for me to ask you. So we wrap up this podcast with uh, Mikey Lopez, who is originally from Mission, Texas. Mikey, Got to ask you, you know, you, you, you've seen a lot of the battles between USA and Mexico. And as far as a player uh, recruitment is concerned, you opted to represent the U.S. in the U-20 system. Did you ever get any, uh, any uh, recruitment offers for representing Mexico? Or was it just the, the USA was just a, a better choice for you as a player back then? Um, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I, I ever got any type of recruitment by, uh, the Mexican Federation. Um, but 
so I've I've always been a part of the 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 U.S. national team from a very young age, from like uh, I think 15. So um, I guess uh, once I was in there, once I had made one camp and with the U15s, it was um, I had I wanted to stay and and play for play for the U.S. regardless of what uh, would come out from if if there was any type of interest from from Mexico because uh, the U.S. was is where I'm from and, and um, they gave me the opportunity to be part of the national team and I've always played in the U.S. So I felt uh, a great, um, I guess, pride and, and love for, for this federation. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, I just, I, once they gave me that first opportunity, I was going to stick with them uh, throughout my, my national team career. Absolutely. As I'm being joined by Mike Lopez of, the Birmingham Legion, former U-20 national team member. Mikey, i got to ask you, you know, with more and more players uh, being uh, making that jump way to the, uh, to the professional level now, you've seen a handful of players from the Rio Grande Valley uh, join the USL championship and, and still play a uh, high-level uh, Division I uh, college. Um, if they're going to make that switch from college to pro. I mean, you've already seen a few players like Isidro Martinez, Brandon Morales, uh, just to name those two examples, and perhaps any future uh, player from the Valley who wants to make that transition to pro. What's probably the uh, number one thing that they should focus on just as they try to grow out of the college system and try to become more of a pro, what's probably the number one thing that they should just take with them and try and try to uh, continuously work on to uh, to be a professional. Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult to just to to name one thing. Uh, I think uh, obviously your work ethic has to be uh, at at the at a very high level. Um, I don't think there's a lot of players uh, with with talent um, growing like in soccer in general, but there's there's a few players that uh, that have that that hard work uh, hard work ethic um, that that makes that takes them over the top uh, I think having that is extremely important I think being humble as well and being um, a humble enough to to listen to your your coaches and not uh, and listen to other players and not think that uh, that if you're even if you are a star and like not acting uh, us that that way and being humble enough to always take in information from everybody around you is important as well. Um, just being determined. I mean, there's a lot of moments um, in, in your, in a pro career that you, that may get you down and, and you may be going through a hard time and, and you just have to be able to, to have a, have a strong mind and, and just keep pushing and keep pushing uh, regardless of what's going on and, and trying to overcome uh, those hardships. So I think those three things are, are extremely important to to becoming a good pro um, and, and having a long uh, career as a pro. As I'm being joined by Mikey Lopez out of Mission, Texas. Mikey, uh, the last question here, and, and I'll let you go. And, th and thanks for uh, giving up part of your day for joining us. I just got to ask you, you know, I know you're a team-oriented guy, champ, uh, always want to win championships. 
but for for you as a person do you kind of have like a set of goals as an individual that you want to like that you want to reach or is it just to have that mentality wherever I can help out the team I'm joining the team I'm playing with to win the championship that's what my role will be because I know it's uh, during the off season it's kind of hard to keep it's it's difficult enough to keep in shape with some of these COVID restrictions still going on and with this new variant that's going out there what's what's been like the number one thing here on your mindset that you want to put yourself in and and to put yourself in a good winning position to where you know what at the end of the day it's been a successful day because I've I've been able to achieve this with my team uh, regardless of result. Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, I'm very, I'm very uh, team oriented. So uh, I'm, I always want to, the team to do well and, and in any way that I can help, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can to do the best that I can uh, in the role that they want me to be. Um, but of course I do have, I do have uh, personal goals as well. And I, I think one of, uh, my biggest personal goal is to to make it back into the MLS um, or make it into a different league. Um, I think I still have the ability and 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 I know I can play at that level. And I just it's just going out every day to to stay sharp and stay ready if, if that opportunity comes for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, in yeah, I I just want to be able to to help the team in any and any way that I can as well. So uh, I think those two things are, are very important for me. Thank you very much, Mikey Lopez of Mission, Texas. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the efforts. Uh, good luck to, uh, in the upcoming season, wherever you may decide to play. Wink, wink. Yeah, I thank hope, you. I, I hope that is in Rio Grande Valley FC. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I it'd be, be fun to go back home. It'd be fun to play back home. Uh, sometime so we'll see we'll see what happens but but no thank you so much for having me and i really appreciate uh you for having me on the podcast and and asking me all these questions so um yeah just thank you many thanks mike hello sports fans Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.